Welcome to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina. This episode is sponsored by my very own DIY PR course, Make Your Brand Magnetic. It walks you through everything you need to know and do to get your brand featured in the media and therefore to get your brand in front of that wider audience in a way that will draw them in and make them want to seek you out to see what you have to offer. If you feel like you're sick of chasing down clients or customers and want for them to instead read about or hear about you and choose to come to you when they're ready to take part in what you have to offer, this course is for you. I created this for all the people who come to me for PR advice, but don't feel like they have the money to hire a firm like mine yet. If you've heard any episodes of this podcast, you've heard me talking about how any of you business owners can do your own PR. It's just a matter of having a guide and knowing exactly what to do when. So if you're not quite to the outsourcing stage, but no PR is something you need in order to grow your business, check this out today. Listeners of the podcast can get 20% off with code FME. So it's a no brainer investment in your biz. You'll find the course on my website, polinapr.com, P-O-L-L-I-N-A-P-R.com. Now on to the show. I truly think one of your best assets as a business owner or brand is the people who work with and for you and who are also true believers in what you're doing. They can be your best ambassadors and they can also be one of your most dangerous problems. In general, I think word of mouth is still the most powerful form of public relations or really of marketing or of any kind of communication. And the best people to talk about your brand are the people who really know it. So you might as well be using them as best you can by making sure they're totally on board with your branding and messaging knowing the way you want certain things said and talked about and the feeling that you want to convey their friends and family and the people they talk to are going to listen to them. And everyone knows if people love where they work, that's like a great sign and it's a good company. And if they're talking about it like that, then their friends and family are going to have a great idea of the company and be like, that's an awesome place. Like, and I want to support them. And I mean that, and that's what you want people to think of when they think of your brand. You want people to want to be thinking and speaking about it positively, right? Um, I know this like gets harder, obviously, as you get bigger and it's, you may have less day-to-day contact with like all your employees or different teams and, you know, eventually maybe not even like really know everybody who works for you, but making sure your brand messaging is conveyed to them, to, to everybody, to anybody who becomes a part of your team as part of their training and in an ongoing way is so important to make sure that this is a consistent part of your internal brand and experience. And just that nothing's going to get lost in translation. Things aren't going to get kind of messed up or mixed up and mixed around when, you know, somewhere in between being in, you know, in your office or whatever, and like in your team meetings, and then being out there in the world by the people who really should and can be your biggest brand ambassadors because they actually live and breathe your company as well. And we spend time and money and effort on branding, right? And of figuring out like that messaging, but you can have the most beautiful brand in the world, the strongest messaging written out and everything. But if it's not conveyed by everyone who works for you, it's going to get diluted really, really quick. Everyone needs to know it understand it. And honestly, one of the most important things is to really believe it. 
because you can hear and say something as many times, but if you don't really believe it, that's not going to be that helpful. And you need all of that in order for it to be strong and present a unified message to the world, which is what you need in order for it to be successful. So this is such an important aspect to keep in mind when it comes to your brand and your business. And one that I think is easy to overlook, especially as you grow and it just gets harder. I'm surprised by how many times I've gone into a client of mine when the owner or my main point of contact isn't there and talk to whoever is there, like somebody who's, you know, one of the day-to-day workers, an employee or whoever it may be. And they don't seem to be on board with the messaging or the branding that, you know, I, as the PR person knows is what, you know, we're working with, or they're just like not aware of at all of like all the things that we're promoting externally and either don't know the details if someone specifically asks about them or just doesn't talk about it in the same way that we're trying to do. Yeah. They just don't really get the messaging or don't know the messaging or even just the fact that they shouldn't say certain things about the place as an employee or even just in general, like we'll just say something that like, like, wait a second. Like I wouldn't want somebody saying that about my company, you know, but you know, sometimes I think, especially if you have a lot of employees or you have a lot of part-time employees or even like seasonal employees or people who maybe don't feel as much buy-in as maybe other people in the business in general in the company. I think that that's where it starts to get especially hard, but it can also just be like anywhere and it can be anyone. You can't assume You can't assume that every employee is going to just totally get all of, you know, your messaging and how to, how to be a part of it and how to portray it in day-to-day life. So it's important to think about, I saw something just the other day that seemed like a perfect example of this. Someone commented on an article that I saw an article on Facebook from like boston.com. It was like a news article about the reopening of businesses after COVID, where a lot of people were saying basically how badly they wanted things to open. They wanted to be able to go out and about and everything. And someone commented, and I wrote this down, or I took a screenshot of it, and, and now I wrote it down so I could say it. <laughs> so I'm to say word for word. I hope that's not putting anyone on blast. I don't think they're ever going to hear this podcast. But they said, I hope you all get COVID when you come in for coffee at Starbucks. Honestly worked in dozens of food service places and no one cares about cleanliness, let alone washing hands. Needless materialism for spoiled brats who can't stay home because you feel quote unquote oppressed. Enjoy your lungs at half capacity. Hope it was with hope it was worth breaking quarantine way too early. Now of course that's super extreme, but first of all, Starbucks is huge and has tons of part-time workers who come and go. So it's going to be really hard to make sure everyone is on board with the messaging and interacting with the public the way you want them to. So I'll give them that. But, and this is a really tricky situation too. Like I know every, like a lot of people are not at their best right now, but this is the worst of the worst of what an employee could say. I take it from that quote that they work there because you said coming into Starbucks. I think it's an employee. Not only is he calling the customer spoiled brats, literally, which is obviously not something you ever want an employee to say about your customer base. Although let's be honest. I mean, for any of us who have ever been on the other side of the counter at any point in life, which I know is a lot, I mean, you probably did feel that way at some point. I personally worked at a Quiznos as my first job when I was like 15 and 16. And like, you know, 
you kind of, you're, you're not loving life when you're the one making, you know, making the food for everyone who's like out enjoying their summer, but you don't say it out loud or on the internet. And then not only that, in this case, they also literally said that they don't wash their hands or take cleanliness seriously, which again, I know so many of us know logically and from personal experience that like, it's probably, you know, people are probably not being as clean as you want them to, but you do not want someone saying on behalf of the company that, (laughs) that that's like a known fact. So again, I mean, this is a tricky situation. And I know this person in this case is obviously also feeling probably a little bit personally attacked by having to be the one who's going into work at Starbucks every day, just because others of us can't, well, and I'm not attaching myself to this because I have not gone out to a Starbucks or anywhere in the past like eight weeks, but because some people can't live without Starbucks for a couple of weeks, other people are either currently having to work or are going to probably be some of the first back to work because like as soon as they can, because they're going to be told they have to go back to work. And you probably totally justifiably wishes that Starbucks would be closed for as long as everything else or as long as possible. So he doesn't have to put himself at risk every single day at work. But, you know, I mean, I think we can all understand that, but this is like a, this is a extreme situation, but it's an extreme example, right? I mean, even still, you'd hope that a huge brand like that would have taken a little extra time to take care of their employees enough that they feel better than this and that they would have given them some sort of extra messaging support in this time. And that at least like the managers or the local owners or whatever, you know, who have a little more touch with these employees, like are doing something to try to make them feel better to be a part and to be a feel a part of the brand and ownership of the company that they're working for so that they don't want to badmouth it to strangers on the internet. But anyway, yeah, majorly extreme example, but I think you see what I'm saying. It illustrated how important it is to have total buy-in from your team. And in a much less majorly extreme type of way, you want your team to be totally on board with your branding and your messaging all along the way, whether you're in a crisis or not, but like just in regular daily life. So that anytime they're talking about the brand, you know, they're talking about it the way you want them to. They're posting about it correctly. They're using the right images and whether or not there's somebody who would be like posting to social media on behalf of the brand or if they're in a role like that and they, but they might post something about the brand or, you know, I don't know, share anything about the company that they're not creating images that are off or not using the right colors or logos or a photo that you wouldn't want associated with the brand or a phrase or words or anything that you wouldn't want associated with the brand as the business owner, you take time and care to develop your branding and messaging. And it's, it's easy to feel like you're in a little bit of a bubble with it. Like only you need to really focus on it. Like you're not going to bog down everyone in the company with like figuring out the best messaging for something or, you know, it's just you or the marketing team or whoever's like a part of that. But in reality, it's just as important for every single person who works there to be on board. Not that they have to be thinking about it all the time or even be coming up with it, but they have to be on board with it. And sometimes part of getting people on board with it can be having them, letting them be a part of coming up with it, having them help craft some of the messaging or at least help with ideas and things like that. Like if you're, I don't know, putting out a new thing or something or like rebranding or like if there's a chance, I'm not saying you're going to change your messaging every time you get like a new employee who has a different thought, but finding ways to get them on board is important. 
make sure that they, you know, and part of that can be also in the hiring process, making sure you're hiring people, you know, who already kind of embody a lot of what you want, but you know, you want to make sure that everybody kind of gets what you're doing and wants to, wants to help get the right messaging out. So maybe they're never going to post anything or ever put out any messaging in a formal capacity, but they are going to tell people where they work, right? And they're going to explain the company and what you do. And again, you'd be surprised how many times, like people don't always know how to really explain a company or what exactly the company does, especially if it's like a large enough company where they maybe do one piece of things. And like, it doesn't make sense in a lot either, either it can't be explained that well in like a larger sense of how it relates to the rest of the company or, you know, when someone asks what they do, they just explain what they do and don't really explain the company. And like, all of that should be like, they should be able to explain their job in a way that also explains what the company does and vice versa. Like they should know and be able to express how they fit into things. And that, cause that just helps feel like it's a cohesive company. People know what they're doing. People know what they're putting out. Like people should be able to talk about stuff like that. So they need to have the wording for that. Right. And they need to have the messaging that you want and be informed about how you want it to come across. Because again, don't forget these employees are your biggest advocates, but they can also hurt you the most, even if they don't mean to, and if they love working for you, but they just don't know how to best describe it. And that comes across as weird and confusing for people they talk to. And it can create a disconnect in your messaging and marketing. If people start to hear a conflicting account from elsewhere, like even if it is just from hearing their friend talk about where they work. But again, if they do it right, it can amplify and strengthen it more than anything else because you know it can help create a, a band of raving fans who will then talk to the people they know about how great your company is because they'll be like, oh, yeah, my cousin works there and there and they're so awesome. And then the people they're talking to are like, oh yeah, I've seen their ads or an article on them or whatever it is. And you know, they seemed cool, but I've never bought anything. But now they have that additional positive messaging coming from a friend and they're going to be even more likely to get on board. And like without even realizing, it's subconsciously going to make them feel more positive about the brand and the company. And, you know, if they see it next time, you know, say you have a product and they see it on a shelf next to another product and they're like, Oh, this is where my friend's cousin works. I'm like, they're going to remember that and remember that it was a cool place and that it had a great whatever, you know, (laughs) and be more likely to buy that. And like, like, I know that's getting super like nuanced and nitty gritty. And we're talking about like one sale here, but think about that on a larger scale, especially if you do have a lot of employees, but even if you're small, like, don't you want the people who are associated with working or being a part of your brand to be positive, to feel like they like you and like they think that it's a great brand. I mean, we all want that, right? So think about how that kind of like ripples across your community and your neighborhood and beyond. And I think that's a really important thing to think about. And we don't always think about it that much. We don't always spend a lot of time on it because it's not like a day-to-day um, total, you know, to do or pressing matter. But I think that we spend a lot of time on, on our image and the branding for our business. And we want to make sure it's that it's working for us. So if there's one thing to do, it's get clear on that messaging and branding, especially if you aren't already and think about what you want people to think, say, feel about you and your brand and then record it as best as you can some somehow like writing it all down showing pictures you know mood board whatever it is like creating the images 
and get it all in a place that is shareable and then share it with your team, including new employees as soon as they join you so that everyone is on the same page about what this company is about, what the messaging is that you want to get out there and review it regularly and make sure that they do too. Make sure that everybody does. Because if you look at something one time when you're hired and then never hear about it again, you know, it's not on your radar. People have to see things regularly to, to kind of remember it and to keep it in mind. So review it, make sure everyone does review it somewhat regularly and gets it because if they don't understand it for whatever reason, they're not going to get it. And make sure that everyone knows how to talk about their own role and their own position in the company so that they're never in a position where they're going to be like, yeah, my company, this is my company. We do this and that. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I kind of like help answer the phones. I don't know, (laughs) whatever. I didn't come from an example for that, but you know, make it that they're going to feel pride and that their explanations or descriptions of what they do and what the company does help build upon that messaging and the positive image of your, of your company to the people they're talking to. So, and make sure that everyone knows they can ask questions and, you know, if they, anything about the messaging or how to describe it, like they can run it by you or a marketing person to make sure that they do get it and that they feel it personally and make sure that these things come up at meetings or check-ins regularly too. And make sure that the things you do and say as a leader align with the messaging. That's a really important one too, you know, Use it in meetings, have the words and values that you've identified as part of your brand actually come up in the ways you talk about things and the ways you actually do things so that they actually see it in action, even when it's not blatantly being taught or reviewed at the moment, like in a really obvious way, like make it a part of your day to day because you are your brand, you are your business. And if people see you and hear you carrying yourself that way, they're going to absorb it a lot more and more, most importantly, don't forget to tell them how important this is. Don't just kind of like introduce it and show them this stuff and assume they're going to like absorb it and assume that they're going to get it and get the importance. Make sure they know that this is really important to you. You really want them on board and you want to do whatever you can to help make sure they're fully aware of and ready for their unofficial role as brand ambassador when they're out and about in the world because that's really what they are. Every single person who works with you and is a part of your team is an unofficial brand ambassador. And you want them to feel that way and you want them to be proud of that role and you want to be able to use it the best you can. Because honestly, nothing is worse than feeling like you're doing everything right, feeling like you've set it all up and then having people going out there and just not totally getting it and not totally abiding by the things that you think are the things that are going to showcase your brand in the way that you want it to. Everything you've done otherwise, like as the business owner to think this through and set these things up, it's going to be at best diluted and at worst totally undermined if you don't have everybody on board. So I think that's something that's really important to just keep in mind and to think about every once in a while and maybe figure out a plan for, because again, I mean, I just think we do a lot with with figuring out how we want our brand to come across. And if we're keeping it all to ourselves, like it's not, it's not as helpful as if we're making sure that everybody is on board and going to be those ambassadors, especially as the business grows and and as the business changes or grows or the team grows, all of those things, I think it's a really important time to kind of revisit and check back in and make sure that this branding and messaging is really working for you and not potentially against you. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes with your favorite takeaway from this episode. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and other links are always in the show notes and we're always happy to hear from you with thoughts, ideas, or even suggestions of someone you'd love to hear me talk to on the show. You can also submit guests online at felinapr.com slash podcast. Lastly, please drop a comment on the post for this episode on the podcast Instagram at Female Millennial Entrepreneurs to let me know you listened. Tune in next time.